0: You know, I've probably, I think it's diminished my sense of taste a little bit. But like, like this is uh, that like liquid IV shit. Uh And I can still taste this. Um, But like, I I did have like a moment of panic earlier when I was eating goldfish Mm -hmm. crackers. I was like, oh no, I can't really taste these. And then I had to remind myself that they don't really taste like anything. (laughs) They they mostly taste like cardboard.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) These don't taste like anything all the time.
0: Is there any any more PBS snack? Oh my god! Just
1: yeah, no. That's <laughs> I, I, banal
0: and quasi good for you. Yeah. Remember
1: they had like extreme goldfish and oh flavor blasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flavor flavor blasted, which just was like regular flavor. Like yeah, if you, exactly. If you put those like next to a Dorito or something, you'd be like, yeah, this is what this is. There's no extra here. This is normal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, goldfish, not at a deficit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Flavor. Yeah. Flavor neutral goldfish.
1: Right. Uh, what flavor did you get? Just goldfish, man. Just goldfish
0: (laughs) blasted (laughs) up to your basic expectations. Uh, I, I'm funny with COVID. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's working. Um, all right. You want to start? Uh, I, I, you want to get on this? You yeah, want to record?
0: Yeah. I think this, I think all, were you not recording? I was
1: re- I've been recording for the past like five minutes.
0: Okay. I got, yeah. I think most of this is the episode or I'm <laughs> delirious, but yeah, play that music. All right. Give me the ch ch Up. Huh?
1: huh?
0: Hush little baby. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's it.
1: That could be what we say at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> hush little babies. All all you little king babies. Hush
0: little babies. The adults are speaking now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs>
0: welcome to your king me baby. Uh Rob, I, I'm getting need you take the reins here. I'm pouring sweat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I are you wearing a, a am, sleeveless
1: sweatshirt with like a hood?
0: Yeah, it's my last uh, sleeveless thing to wear. <laughs> it, that's clean.
1: Uh, that's um, a lot of fun. I You're like a like a I've boxer got, or something.
0: It honestly, it does make me feel kind of cool when I'm wearing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good in between weather garment, especially with a t-shirt underneath. You can layer. Oh yeah. I'm here to sing praises. It, do I look silly? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I Is it funny? Is it always funny when a fat person wears athletic wear? <laughs> you bet. You bet. Because this isn't like, this isn't just like sweats. Yeah. Or even joggers, which you can lounge in. This is like going to hit the speed bag. Yeah, that's you know? a speed like bag sweatshirt. Said. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is taping up your hands. <laughs> Training in unorthodox ways, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> yeah, you would like helping guys throw fish at the fish market in Seattle <laughs> or
1: something, right? It, if this was Rocky IV, uh, Ivan Drago would be getting like all of the high tech shit. He'd be, ha- you know, you would have every Peloton piece of equipment, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Drago on that Peloton, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you'd you'd be like, and Rocky. I would be.
0: I would be like, my my trainer would be like, you got to stand on the train tracks and jump out of the way just before the train hits ya. <laughs> you.
1: You got to touch the train and get out of its way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You gotta have nerves yeah. you wanna beat this guy. He's got a, he's got a Peloton for Christ's sake. What do you have? <laughs> what have?
1: That's the whole premise is like <laughs> Dra- Drago got a Peloton. Yeah, Drago got a Peloton. <laughs> and that's why, like, uh fuck. Rocky's like uh, this I summer. don't know, Mick. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it. And then like, you know, he's gotta train like extra hard. And like it just keeps cutting between like him training super hard in like you know the 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 worst like nature like in the rain and the snow and like just all the, the worst, worst situations. Yeah, all of the worst nature. The rain, the snow. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like chopping down trees, but there's also like a forest fire going on around it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. He's chopping down old growth trees. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Northern California.
1: Yeah, he has to. Uh, work on his lung it's capacity. Yeah, he has to be fast. <laughs> Otherwise, he will die. <laughs> and then it just keeps cutting back to, like, Drago on the Peloton, like, uh, with the, the screen going and whoever the instructor is just being like, okay, we got 15 more minutes. You got to push through and all that shit.
0: <laughs> and he's like, this is actually very hard. <laughs> This is
1: way harder than it looks.
0: <laughs> wow, what a great workout <laughs> for body and mind!
1: Uh, I, re- I, I really th- like training with Trish. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it, it is like Trish is in room with me. <laughs> the sense of community.
1: <laughs> Tri- uh, Trish really blasted my glutes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, that's where he got the line. He's like Trish. Uh, I can't. I can't even do a Russian accent. I'm, I'm falling apart here. No, it's okay.
0: I don't think either of us nah. is done. It, like out of context, I don't think anyone would be like Russian accent.
1: <laughs> right. But Trish is the one who said, "I must break you," and that's where he got it from. So oh. that's where he brings. <laughs> what
0: could you imagine? <laughs> You're on a Peloton and your trainer just looked into the camera and said, I must break you. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Pay yeah. extra for that. Oh boy. Well, Rob. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag.
1: Uh what which cat is that?
0: I have COVID.
1: Ah. Uh, gross. Put it remains to on. be
0: seen if Yeah, I know. And I probably <coughs> should because I well. Hey, or how'd I get it? I wonder how I got it. <laughs> Could it have been from Rob? I don't actually have COVID Avon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't have COVID. I, I, I can't get COVID. COVID doesn't even exist. Um <laughs> How can I get something that doesn't exist? Right. Just like I can't get unicorns or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: Uh Sorry to all you blue-haired baristas out there. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. I probably should have the mask on because I do have the uh marin variant, <laughs> which is transmission transmissible through podcast. Through podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh we should actually probably create a $10 a month inoculation tier on the Patreon <laughs> that <laughs> protects you. <laughs> from my
1: little road virus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to you have to lock the gates, right? <laughs> um <laughs> your guys are Fauci, right? <laughs> <laughs> George Soros. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. So stupid.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, but yeah, you do actually have to take the reins here right. cuz uh I just I, this is actually kind of similar to um, a few weeks ago when you took an edible at the start uh, of the episode. I uh-huh. I just took a Tylenol cold and flu. <laughs> so by the end of it, right, I'll probably be in good
1: shape. Right, you're, you'll be feeling right no pain.
0: We, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right as we wrap up, I'll be hitting my stride. <laughs> That's kind of a. Me promise. Well, usually we have like ten good minutes in the middle somewhere,
1: <laughs> right? They might not all be uh, you know consecutive or anything. They might be spread out. <laughs> yeah,
0: net good minutes, yeah. ten. That's why it's important to listen all the way
1: through. <laughs> right. You want to? You got to get those nuggets as you go. It's a little journey that we all go on. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. That's what love is. Right. You love us. <laughs> I. I told Paige I was doing this uh-huh. today. I was like, I was like, You want to hear something insane? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna record with Rob. Uh-huh. And she's like, I don't think you should do that. Yeah. And at first I was like, that's probably good advice mm-hmm. for someone who's COVID, but I think what she meant was the podcast isn't very good. I don't think you should make it. <laughs> I
1: don't think you should do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh so, she's not a subscriber and no, since this is not. behind the paywall, you know.
0: Well, not quite yet.
1: Oh, that's true. It's not. Never mind. It yeah. Uh, I'll wait until the second half to uh cast dispersions on my wife. That's right. <laughs>
0: She won't hear you do it. Right. I got the headphones
1: on. <laughs> yeah. You, you could just sit, sit there and nod. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll
0: be like, I'll be like, <laughs> that's a, yeah, that Cujo did have sharp teeth <laughs> in response to everything you say. Oh man. And that it turning into a spider. <laughs> Don't even get me started <laughs> on all of those crazy. I'm forgetting what they're called. God damn it. Uh, uh, Tommy knockers. Let's say, <laughs> I was trying to remember. Um, yeah, the Tommy. Yeah, knockers. the Tommyknockers. Those aliens. Those those crazy, crazy Tommyknockers. Yeah. No, I'm trying to remember the. Um, uh, the Balky Meatball Monsters. Oh, the Langoliers. Langoliers. Thank you.
1: <laughs> the Balky Meatball Monsters. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I know exactly I'm, what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm beginning to understand why, like.
0: Diehard Stephen King fans put this show on. They're like, "That was the worst thing I ever heard."
1: <laughs> you know the, the fucking thing with Balky and the meatballs and yeah, the shit. Yeah,
0: Balky, Balky and the meatballs. That's a real <laughs> Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack shooters situation. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs, but with Balky, you know, Balky with a chance of meatballs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's right there. It's right over the plate. A meatball, if you will. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is King Me Babies. Uh, so for the past, like, what, like four weeks or so, we've mm-hmm. been talking about um, some, like, episodes of, like, you know, Stephen King short stories that were turned into, you know, anthology series episodes. Last week we did, uh, uh, what was it, The Grey Matter. Um, we did The Grandma. We did a few of them.
0: We did Becca Paulson uh, yes. starring the incomparable... Wow, I'm forgetting her name now, too. Uh, Catherine Catherine O'Hara. Thank you.
1: Um, We did the moving finger with one little fingy poking out of the sink. Starring the red dragon
0: (laughs) as himself. Yeah. Uh, God, so tall. Oh, my God.
1: So tall. (laughs) So creepy.
0: You ever just think back on how the scariest thing in that episode is him standing up? (laughs) Yeah. Next to a normal sized person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He looks like
1: he's nine feet tall. Yeah, it's upsetting.
0: It really just makes when the finger gets super long, it just makes it look like a normal size finger, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but yes, we've done we've done some. Uh, so,
1: so these are like actual like commercially yes, pr- yes. commercially produced uh, you know uh, stories here. We've strayed from the light, right? So now today we're going back towards that light. This is we're virtuous yeah. again. So that's cool this is a this is a king me baby right from uh, I believe it's like 2010 2009 or ten that's when it was that's when it was uploaded
0: to yeah. YouTube was 2010
1: yeah um, let's see so basically what we have here is I am the doorway from <laughs> 19 first published basically in 1971 in a Cavalier magazine. This guy is always publishing in Cavalier magazine.
0: Uh,
1: that, that rag,
0: that porno rag Cavalier magazine.
1: Isn't it? So like, obviously like there's the joke of like, Oh, I only read it for the articles. Right. Um, but like there are hardcore smut magazines that have actual like short stories and articles and shit like that. like, you know, Playboy has yeah. published a bunch of not not even that like Playboy is hardcore or anything, but they've put that that like falls into the Cavalier or whatever, right? But like Hustler has put out uh, like magazines or whatever with like short stories and them that were not you know erotica yeah. or anything, you know? Yeah,
0: wasn't um wasn't like the Woodward and Bernstein story published in Hustler? <laughs>
1: <What>? Wasn't.
0: <laughs> No, it wasn't. I think that was the Washington Post. It probably. was, yeah, yeah.
1: That rag. Yeah, but That, uh, that other rag. But that, that, yeah, that other jizz my... rag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who among us, yeah, right? Right. Hey, if it's good enough to line my guinea pig's cage, it's good enough for me to yeah. blow my load in every so often. <laughs> every so often.
1: <laughs> like it's a treat or something. Oh, wow. It's a little like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone, yeah, I don't want to get too hooked on it or anything. I don't want that to right. be the only way I can come is into a, you know, Washington Post. But uh, if it's if it's around, I'll
0: you know, <laughs> you know, I'll check the arts and entertainment section.
1: Yeah, the arts and entertainment. Uh, see the
0: see if there are any interesting uh, installations at the Guggenheim <laughs> for me to come on. That's <laughs> my like triumph riff.
1: <laughs> A dirtier triumph. Wow.
0: I've, yeah, I cracked the code.
1: Yeah. Um. So first published That's the problem in 19- with Triumph. What's that? Not Sorry, dirty enough. No, it's not dirty enough. Yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, first published in 1971 in Cavalier magazine, then later collected in the 1978 collection Night Shift. So now, I mean, we've done like this has got to be like five of them. We've done uh, from you know Night Shift. We did Night Surf, uh, the Boogeyman. Gray Matter, uh, there's something that, the Lawnmower Man, Children of the Corn. I mean, come on, it goes on and on. The woman in the room. The hits keep coming. Yeah, this is like this is a fucking this is a good collection, but truly. Um, so the the story is called I Am the Doorway, and it is about Dot Move. Dot,
0: yeah, Dot Move. Well, the story is called I Am the Doorway. The adaptation is called I Am the Doorway. Dot. Move. Right.
1: Uh, this film is. Uh, it's on YouTube so if you want to check it out it's iamthedoorway.move um it's directed by uh Levi Robinson um this was it was 10 about 10 11 minutes long and yep. uh the perfect length in my opinion i actually i kind of liked this a lot dude i
0: <laughs> yeah i had such a like i would not call this an achievement no. No, no, no. Other than, I mean, I guess the achievement is that some friends hung out yep. and made a fucking little movie, yeah. And that, like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going through, but that really <laughs> just like spoke to me. <laughs> Incidentally, yeah. like, I I watched this before we found out that Mike from American Movie had died. Oh yeah, um, R.I.P. R. Mike, one of the greats, Mike Shank, yeah. Um, just truly one of the funniest people, yeah, it, who's ever
1: lived, right? It, <laughs> if you if you haven't seen American movie, fucking yeah, like stop this podcast and just go watch that. <laughs> yeah, I we should probably just do the American movie episode soon. Oh my god, for the Patreon, yeah, that that's another one. Uh, like that's a movie I watch once a year at least, and I I I take something different away from it every single time. And yeah,
0: <laughs> it's. It is rich. They are just like the most interesting people. Yup. It's it's a beautifully made movie. Did not realize that the director of that has also directed every major documentary in <laughs> the past five years. Yep. That was shocking. Yeah, so I guess um I don't know. If you're if you love the fucking Tiger King, <laughs> if, if that's freaking hilarious to you. Yeah. Um I mean, what? Wait, what else did he do? There's like fifteen. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm bringing up his. Uh, he did that
0: bad vegan one that came out recently.
1: Oh, that he's sort that, with that uh, the woman that like uh, whatever. It th- I haven't I haven't seen it. All right, it's one of those but, Netflix uh, things. I, Netflix puts did, out like three documentaries a day. So right, right, and
0: he does I guess the popular ones. Yes, he. They have signed. He's sort of like the the nonfiction or the documentary Adam Sandler. He's like their <laughs>
1: house guy. Yeah,
0: that sounds about right. Yeah, he did one of the Fire Festival documentaries, and he did he, uh, that that Jim and Andy yeah. documentary about the making of Man on the Moon. Uh,
1: did you watch the Fire Fest documentaries?
0: I don't remember if I watched both of them. All right,
1: I remember watching. They came out a week apart, right? I think Hulu came out first, and Mm. I watched that one, and and that was really good. And then the Netflix one came out, and it was obviously retreading a lot of the same stuff, but it had that crazy story in there where um, the guy, Billy McFarlane, he asked that one guy to suck the customs officer off so they could get bottled water to the festival. (laughs) That is like...
0: Such a glimpse into a future I think we all have to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, we should be so lucky if that's what it takes to get bottled water in five years. If that's
1: all it takes. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I need you to go over there and I need you to convince that customs officer. Hand hand him this copy of the Washington Post. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna go full fucking uh, Fury Road a Morton Joe. Yeah, <laughs> don't get addicted to the Aquacola, <laughs> <laughs> to the Aquafina.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so, <coughs> but yeah, so I will say something. I was like, maybe the thing I was most surprised with mm-hmm. when I got to the end of I am the doorway dot move. Yeah. Uh, before we get into like the plot or anything like uh-huh. that. Was how many people were involved with it? Like, yeah. um, you know, you get the, you get that first uh, credit card, and it's like written for the dis- for the screen and directed by Levi Robinson. I was like, oh, Levi Robinson. He must have been either the guy <laughs> right. with uh, the guy screaming, <laughs> probably the guy screaming, right, or
1: the guy running, um,
0: or the kid, or the guy running, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Imagine if it was the kid Uh (laughs) just like a tyrant on set. He made us do a hundred takes, but then no, it's starring two people who aren't Levi. Yeah. Ren shore. Uh, uh, the credits are moving too fast for me to keep up with (laughs) Andrew. Here we go. Ren shore something. Uh, here we go. Brandon Arnold, (laughs) Andrew. I, I can't do that one. That's, that's like Armenian or something.
1: Uh, Ben's uh Benjian.
0: Yeah, sure. But then you got like multiple producers.
1: Yeah. Um
0: a director a, a, of a, a DP. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And it's just a little surprising considering, you know, I guess it's 2010 like it's- I I think I've lost sight of how far editing software has come in the past 10 years. Yes. Because the fonts I was like, oh, this was made in Windows Movie
1: Maker, <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> which would be true if it was made now. Yeah, that's what it would
1: look like. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But and also the first couple
1: minutes are all like stock footage. And it was just like, all right. Right. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the story opens uh, with some voiceover. Um and And it, like you said, some stock footage of a rocket being blasted off into space with uh, you know some astronauts on it. Then there's like intercut like astronauts like working on a satellite, just some some s- s- stock footage of space shit I- astronauts and you know just interacting with uh, their you know these machines and stuff uh, right. We could,
0: with the footage they use, the voiceover could be like one of those old news reels. That's like the Apollo Four launched this morning, (laughs) carrying with it a payload of
1: yeah, Uh, a payload of nuclear weapons. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, boys, we're doing it. (laughs) Yeah, just a bunch of like guys loading up nukes into a a, a (laughs) rocket. I just like (laughs) black and white, got the music playing, you know, (laughs) um, so it's the give those Ruskies hell (laughs) gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, so the, uh, the voiceover is, uh, it's from our main character, um, who is, what's, what's, do we ever get his name? I don't know if we do. Uh, Um, his friend's name is Corey. Yeah. Uh, Well, the the other astronaut he's with, uh, his friend is Richard. Um, so he's, he's kind of, he's telling Richard about this stuff, but he's also, it's also like, uh, it, it's set in the future and he's recounting everything that's happened. It's like, uh, almost like a last, uh, will and testament kind of a thing. Um, Mm. uh, here's, here's why everything (laughs) fell apart in my life in the last 15 years. Yeah. Um, so our main character here was an astronaut and they went, it it was, uh, just a regular mission. There was nothing super special about it. They were out there for about a month. Um, you know, they, they did some, you know, like sciencey kind of stuff while they were out there. Then on upon re-entry, um, something with the, the pod got fucked up and, they I, I guess their shoot like failed or something. Mm-hmm. And their the, the ship just crashed down, uh, back to earth. Right. And he was the only survivor. Uh, he was the only one, person left. Um, and RIP Corey. Yeah. Corey died. At, Corey, the astronaut. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and he, so, he, and he was rushed to the hospital and he, he, he was, he became paralyzed. Right. Um, and then four years goes by, at with it, like in the story, and he's he's home, and he, his hands start itching real bad, right? Um, so first off, what did you think of these the use of the stock footage?
0: Um, I mean, it didn't really bother me. I, there's no other way for them to. Yeah, I mean, like, visually tell, yes. to, like, visually convey this information, and um, I think for reasons that become apparent as the scenes are playing out, um, it's a lot of information for this actor to deliver. Right. <laughs> this particular actor. Yeah, you
1: know. so, like, you know, like Dan was saying, like, this is clearly, like, even though there are, like, a bunch of people involved, I do think that this is kind of a, I mean, this seems like it's a bunch of. Friends, even if they're yeah. like film school friends or something, um, yeah. Th- and to be clear,
0: just you know, I look. I'm I'm not I'm not a ten myself, but these guys look like film school friends.
1: Yeah, they look like film school friends. Yeah. Th- they're just a bunch of guys. Yeah. Um. But like I, I I I really liked the the use of like the stock footage. I think it went on maybe a little too long, but mm-hmm. um. Uh, just <laughs> the fact that this is made for clearly made for no money at all. Um, yeah. Just being like, all right, well, we're going to like, we'll open it up with this. This is like, you know, kind of, you know, you could get stock footage of shit like this for totally to nothing. So, yeah. you know, why not use it in this particular way? Like, that, right. I don't know. And it's
0: all like it, it is like inherently very striking imagery. right? So, yeah hook him in right you know and then immediately cut to the darkest sh- out- outdoor daytime shot i've ever seen <laughs> in my life
1: yeah that is uh, a was- <laughs> gray ass day
0: dude i turn i turn the brightness on my screen all the way up thinking i was doing something wrong but <laughs> no no
1: <laughs> and then so we're and now so now uh we're we're met with our main character here his hands are all bandaged up and he's talking to his buddy uh richard and they're talking about uh a kid that uh our main character here killed and he's like where'd you bury the body and he's like uh you know we could go to it or whatever um and he's like well what like what happened here and he's like uh I, I he's I don't know, and he's like, well, why don't you take those bandages off? He's like, no, I can't. Then they'll see, right? Yeah. Uh, um. Which, like, right off the bat, I I don't know. Um, I I like this fucking this story. I think this is like yeah, such a I weird little cool. interesting idea. Um, <laughs> it cuts that scene. I, it's clearly like, uh, it's in the past, but it's when he's driving. And he's like wearing this Hawaiian shirt. It's very funny, and that, and his hands are itching. They're itching so bad that he has to like pull the car over and scratch them. Um, and his hands are like the palms of his hands are like turning red and shit. And he's like, you know, what is going on here? Um, so he uh, is sort of like slowly but surely, right? He he sort of like these eyeballs. Are coming out in his hands, right? Yeah. Um, and so they never show the hands with the eyeballs. What they they do? Do they? They do. Uh, I must have missed it. Um, When did they do it?
0: uh, I'm trying to find the exact time marker, but I'm I'm. Yeah, they do because he looks at them, and I was like. Oh, it looks like uh it's like annoying orange style. Oh, wait a uh, second. I did
1: yeah. special effect at 418. Um Yeah. Th-
0: yeah. It's right after he screams so loud yeah. <laughs> for so long. And they're uh yeah. They're 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 smart to do it in a wide shot. Oh,
1: yeah. And then every, the uh, But then like every time they do a close up on the eyes, like it's it's just a close up on somebody's like actual eye. Right. Yeah. It's not like a special effect or anything, which uh, again, if you're making a movie, you know, a short film for no money, uh, I I think that's
0: probably the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think also I, uh, I liked,
0: um, oh, sorry. I, I, I just liked visually how they handled the eyes, the hand eyes point of view also. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's just like, they kind of do like a split screen. It's not like a clean split screen, but it's like clearly like two separate vantage points, like side by side. You know what I mean? Yes. Right. They. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah. I, I, that's that's what I mean. Like for, for this little short film, for a bunch of like people to like get together and make and whatever. Uh, I, I really, I think it's very like, uh, inventive the way that they're like, getting around their budget, you know, this is, this is just like, I don't know. We talked about this when we uh, talked about Carpenter, right. And how it kind of seems like every time, like later on in his career, he had uh, a much bigger budget to work with and it seemed kind of detrimental to his storytelling. Like the limitations in all of his earlier films made like, you know it made these like uh made him make these creative kind of decisions to work around them um which adds to like the atmosphere and all this shit you know like in Christine when the fucking the car you know fixes itself and it's just you know these hydraulics yeah. inside the car in reverse and shit you know like just stuff like that um I don't know i I like the idea of like okay these guys got together to make this thing they have no money uh how are we gonna Tell this story in particular. How are we gonna, like, you know, with no money, get all of this stuff in there? And we have to figure this out. So you got to get inventive. Which I right. I love. I love it. I-, I think you know, this is like, uh, you know, it is like a film school kind of thing. It's not, you know, uh, it's not great, but it's like I don't know.
0: No, but it's also like, I this is like some real fart sniffing stuff here, but (laughs) this to me kind of seems like the point of filmmaking. Like your goal is to like visually tell a story and that's exactly what they're doing. Like it doesn't matter to a degree. It doesn't matter how quote unquote good it looks. Right. Yes. Because the only real measure for how good something looks is how effectively it tells the story you're trying to tell.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And like, without having read the story in advance it was clear to me what was happening here right and i think that's a real like that's a a mark in its favor also i keep like hitting stop and start on the uh on the movie and like jumping around as we're talking yeah um and i accidentally just like unpaused it in the m- <laughs> if it sounded like i uh you know, sort of hesitated because I happen to hit play right at the moment, one of the moments where he's screaming as loud as he can for as long <laughs> as he can. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, John Carpenter though, uh, huh. um, did you see his interview with AV club today? Oh my God. No. <laughs> oh man. He was asked about elevated horror.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure he, w- he loved it um he's a big fan of elevated horror
0: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it's a very funny well he goes so interviewer says shifting gear slightly are you familiar with the phrase elevated horror john carpenter i don't know what that means i mean (laughs) i can guess what it means but i don't really know av club uh People usually use it to refer to A 24s movies, horror that's very heavy on the metaphorical, mm. hereditary, midsummer movies like that. John Carpenter. I have no idea what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cool, man. Did he really, oh man, like, that, like even, even with like the the movies in his later career that aren't so great, right? Like, yeah, guy, fucking just rules in general, yeah. like God, he made like 10 perfect movies, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, for him, for anybody to be like, so what do you think of elevated Heart? And for him to be like, fuck you, fuck that fucking question. Well, he's
0: getting, he's getting soft in his old age. Cause he does go on to give an answer, which frankly <laughs> makes me feel better about how big of haters you and I were being. Uh huh. He says, "He goes. I hear you. I hear you. There's metaphorical horror, but all movies have. They don't have messages. They have themes, thematic material, and some horror films have thematic material. The good ones do, right? So it's like, ex- I don't know. Feels very in line with what we were saying. It oh, just yeah. Like, yeah. How how the like the develop from the material,
1: right? How yeah. uh, quote unquote elevated horror." Uh, is all of the, uh, the themes, the metaphors, all of these things are, you know, pretty literal <laughs> for something that's considered elevated. Uh, the storytelling is it not is, very subtle at all.
0: <laughs> it is for babies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's baby carpenter. Yeah. Uh, um, but look, we're not here to talk about John Carpenter. We're here to talk about Levi Robinson. <laughs> right. from His film. I am the doorway. dot move.
1: Um, so uh our main character and Richard they go out to a desert I guess where he uh, he think you know to dig up the the body of the kid that that our main character here killed and they dig and he's not there and he's like they must have moved it and he's like what are you talking about he's like I can't control it that you know they they made me do it, and I like I blacked out. Like I, and then I woke up, and that's and the, you know, uh, there was nothing left of the kid's head. Um, yeah. It, and and Richard is like, well, it, let me see. He's like, no, I can't do that. And then, you know, and then eventually he's like, all right, I'll t- but if if I tell you to run, you have to run. He's like, okay, and then he starts taking the bandages off. And then he shows him the eyeballs in his hands, right? And he's and and then our main character starts screaming again, <laughs> and he's yeah. And he tells Richard to run, but run, Richard. Yeah, a bit of that. Not, but he's not fast enough. And
0: no, uh, how could you? How could you outrun uh, this guy? <laughs> you know?
1: Right? Um,
0: how could you outrun a guy in that loose of jeans? <laughs>
1: I mean, it was, uh, I saw it's, it was made in 2008. So yeah, that's, that's about right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, so our main character wakes up, uh, he's like covered in blood. So he, we know that he killed Richard and then he takes it upon himself to light his hands on fire. Um, yes. Well, we also,
0: um, yes, he, Sorry. Yes. He does light his hands on fire and then we get the sort of like closing. Yes. Narration.
1: Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So he lights his hands on fire. Right. Which I I don't It looked like he really lit his hands on fire. (laughs) Yeah. It looked pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so he, yeah,
0: I think it's just a digital. It is. Digi- yeah, it's, I think di- it's digital. it is.
1: Yeah, it, it is digital, but, but again,
0: they don't, they don't hang on it. Right.
1: Too long. That's, that's what I mean, yeah. man. Like
0: that, work with what you got. That's the good shit. Uh, yeah.
1: so, uh, you know, he, this I is, do like, like
0: that. They found a third opportunity for him to scream as loud as he possibly <laughs> could.
1: Yeah, we're going to need you to scream like that one more time. <laughs> uh, so then he's given his like little uh like uh, epilogue kind of thing and it's uh it's a voiceover and it talks about you know the kid um, the kid was from the village uh, nearby and he actually he was on his way to stay at a friend's house so nobody nobody knew that the kid was even gone until Monday um, and with Richard, they just thought that he moved back to Maryland or he you know ran off with some girl right. Uh, yeah, and and then it cuts to our guy here, and he has hooks for hands. He's like, as for me, you know, I you know keep to myself. He he writes his uh, his congressperson. Uh, he's like, I'm the only astronaut that tells Congress not to uh, uh, that that mo- the money could be uh, better invested in something else besides space. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: there's um there are two funny things with the hooks. Yeah. Well, first of all, it would be funny if that was like the big scary reveal. Oh, that that, is as hooks hands, yeah. But then, no, when they're like, because he's like, I, he's like, you know, I can actually function pretty well with these hooks. Like that's what he's saying, right? And as he's saying that, all he's doing is turning some pages of paper in a binder (laughs) and then closing the binder, (laughs) which was really funny. And then also, he's like. I can even tie my shoes with them and there's like a long close-up shot of him putting on a slip on shoe, <laughs> which I don't know if that's like a little bit of humor made me laugh. Yeah, that's funny. Um, that's that, uh, that Levi Robinson sensibility. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so he's talking about the hooks and right. How he's saying like, uh, you know, I, I got, you know, the first year was really hard, but then, uh, uh after that, you know, the body could get used to anything, right? And and then he's like it's been seven years since the whole incident with like him killing Richard and lighting his hands on fire. And he's like uh he, he's talking about, you know, you could I am I've been able to like uh uh tie my shoes and whatnot. And it shouldn't be too hard to uh stick the shotgun in my mouth. Um Yeah, you see, uh uh they they've come back. And uh, 12, yeah, he's like eyes he says, clustered on my chest, right? A perfect circle of 12 golden eyes on my chest, yeah. And, and it just ends, that's the end, yeah. It's bleak, I like it, it is bleak, yeah.
0: It's my kind of my kind of story, yeah. Feels right at home. Um, I mean, we'll get to the story itself, but yeah, feels right at home in this collection, oh, yeah, get a lot of that bleakness, <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what else. What else do you have to say about this here?
1: So, the short. I mean, i I think the short is really well done. I think they, uh, or like we said, you know, for for a, a no budget short film, uh, it's kind of kind of great. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, like I, I I love the the ingenuity that you know. The, everybody's using, um, the way they get around, you know, certain, uh, aspects and story, but they still, you know, tell the, the same story. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it.
0: I agree. Um, I think also they had the benefit of like having like really, I, it looks like they're in like Northern Arizona or something. Uh, huh. Um, Because there's like a little bit of snow, but also just like scrub everywhere. And it's just like very beautiful. Like there are some shots when they're going to dig where, uh, honestly, like I I wish they would have like done some like real wide ones, you know? Right. Um, But you can see like the landscape in the background and it is like, I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. Like they, uh, they chose their, chose their spots really well, Mm -hmm. their locations. Right.
1: Um, you know, I was, I was kind of thinking about. It. I was listening to um, uh, it's. It's called the Pure Cinema Podcast. It's. It's these two guys, and they talk about um, the New Beverly uh, Cinema in California, right? So New Beverly is, is only- that
0: is that Tarantino's place? Yeah, is that Q's joint? <laughs> uh,
1: and so every month they play like older movies and shit. Um, but on this episode, they uh, they'll do like rundowns of like you know the top ten. Uh, you know, horror movies of this decade that nobody knows about or some shit like that. Uh, This one, they had Edgar Wright on there and he was talking about it. But he was talking about um, like certain movies from the 60s or whatever and how like Corman and, you know, uh, these kind of like, you know, uh, indie guys, uh, like they would, (laughs) they wouldn't have a story, right? But they would have a location. You're like, oh, yeah. oh, shit! Like we have access to this location. We should write a scene for this location, right? And then yeah. like expand on that, and then you, you know, you kind of like make a story, right? Um, that's like, I think that is what is missing from uh, like the low budget kind of horror movies that come out. Like, there, there's a ton of horror movies that are always coming out, right? And they're yeah. they're always like they always kind of suck, and I think it's I think that's part of it is that like they're they're shooting way too high and not using the resources that are like around them, right? They're they're reaching I for think that's much really bigger things. Um
0: Yeah. Well, I also think that's like a symptom of like the like I think it, it it's just like much more advantageous to be like an aspiring writer than an aspiring director. Sure. So like it's easier to sell something on the script than like because it's like cheaper to just like present someone a script than to like shoot like a little something, you know, like right. test footage or something. Right. Um and I think that like yeah, I don't know. That seems to be like part of the issue as well.
1: But the, uh, yeah, I I think you're right. I think uh, uh but even <laughs> I think when somebody is writing something or somebody, you know, starting out or whatever, And they have the intention of actually getting it produced, maybe not, uh, you know, on on like a smaller independent scale or whatever, you have to, uh, you have to kind of like work within this, your like an imaginary budget. So like, you know, you you can't expect to get like a million dollars. You have to be like, what, what's the cheapest way that I can present this story but also have it still be visually interesting. Like, yeah. the idea that, you know, Corman would get a location for, like, dirt cheap. And, uh, like, 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 what was it? It was, like, oh, it was some movie. Um, he was shooting. Uh, he decided to use the old set from uh, the movie Cleopatra, right? So, like, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, so Cleopatra, the production for Cleopatra, right, makes this entire set, they spend the money to make this whole fucking yeah. big production thing. Right. And then it's just like sitting in some studio somewhere. And he's like, I would like to rent this for a, a period God. of time. Oh you my know, God.
0: the greatest to ever do it. Right. truly. That's so cool.
1: <laughs> but like, that's so fucking genius. You know, you're like, okay, this whole set cost you know, a million dollars to make. I'm going to rent it out yeah. for like 15 grand. <laughs>
0: yeah um <coughs> you also had sent me um earlier a Nathan Rabin article yeah. about American movie, and that was something he talked about with Coven mm-hmm. um was the just the fact that um you know there's some like raw eye for shooting horror movies, yes um that 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 you can see that's on display in coven uh-huh. and that i mean that's just a testament to the same sort of thing where it's just like you work with what you have yep i mean never has been more true than with that movie <laughs> and like but i mean this you know i'm the doorway dot move is like a very similar case right it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. get your buddies get your film school buddies Uh, go out to the great expanse off campus yes, or whatever. Like uh,
1: like they have a bunch of like exterior shots, like you're saying, and they look really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I, yeah. God.
0: Well, I, I don't know. Some of them look good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're not shot of them. They're, they're not like framed up properly. You know, it's not like, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, you're not watching like a like a Wong Kar Wai movie or something like that, but it's uh, you know it's them using the what they have around them, like right? Yeah, they have they obviously had access to that house, right? Uh, yeah, and cool the, house. Cool house. yeah, cool house, cool house, cool house, pretty cool house, and then like <laughs> and then they drive out to the middle of the desert, and like you can you feel like you're out in the middle of fucking nowhere, you know? Yep. It's pretty good. Yeah. And then using and then even using like the stock footage of uh like all the space stuff. It's like, yeah, that's that that's to me is like the same thing as like Roger Corman fucking uh borrowing uh, the Cleopatra set, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> it it really yeah. I and like yeah, it's it, like you said about um Carpenter as well. It really is just like necessity is the mother of invention. Right. Uh just like being the driver for <laughs> oh, you got that? Yeah, I just sent Rob a picture of um,
1: <laughs>
0: the main character doing his like <laughs> tran- when he's being overcome by the hands. He's doing uh, <laughs>
1: being overcome. I, I, by I don't the even hands. know how he can.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's getting he's getting <laughs> he's handed.
1: Tur- he, he turns his hands like inward and like like facing himself, and he's just he, like clenching them. Put, not we gotta we'll fists, post we'll like, post a clip we gotta yeah, yeah, post yeah. a clip um
0: um but yeah no I mean like i just had i had fun watching it like I just like that it exists basically is how I feel about it yeah you know i'm glad uh, glad we did it
1: all right, let's rank it
0: okay, okay no. you want me to go first or you want you to go first
1: you, you go first you go first.
0: All right. So I'm going to run down the list. Uh, I'll, I'll run down the list. Starting with number one here. So I got the woman in the room, the lawnmower man, a true baby, word processor of the gods, the moving finger, revelations of Becca Paulson, the boogeyman, which also is a true baby, right? Uh, Yeah. Uh, disciples of the crow, great matter, grandma, Omni's last case. Night Surf Kane rose up. Mhm.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Um I think just sort of like right off the bat just I'm going with my gut on this one. I'm not going to overthink it. Okay. To me, the way my list is set up right now, I think the dividing line between good and bad is disciples of the crow and gray matter. Right. Gray matter was like a turd, you know. Yes. It was like I know there were things we liked, <laughs> excuse me. I know there were things we liked about it, talking about it, but yeah. my memory of it was being like, "Oh, brother, uh-huh. that's not so good." Um, so I think I'm gonna slot it between those two because I don't think I don't think this is bad by any means, but. I also don't think it's as good as Disciples of the Crow. So I got—I was
1: going to put it in the same spot. (laughs) You got to be fucking kidding me! I mean, but like, but it's basically because of everything you're just saying. Like, I definitely liked watching this more than Gray Matter. Yeah. So uh, by default, it has it's better than everything under Gray Matter.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And then
1: much how that's going to work. Like, I don't know. uh, With Disciples of the Crow, I, you know, I'm. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm fucking changing it up. I'm putting it between. So my, my list is, uh, Woman in the Room, Lawnmower Man, The Moving Finger, uh, Becca Paulson, Word Processor of the Gods, uh, Boogeyman, Disciples of the Crow, Gray Matter, Grandma, Kane Rose Up, Omni's Last Case, Night Surf. I'm putting my, I'm putting I am the Doorway uh, between the Boogeyman and Disciples of the Crow. I'm putting it above Disciples of the Crow.
0: Wow, you. I know the I'm, strongest advocate for disciples I'm a big of Crow, crow, crow on this. Yeah, almost famous, Mister um, Jones. Right. If it's Crow, you're into it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll eat it. Wow. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, humbling yourself <laughs> when when proven wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Wow. So. Wow, this is really. We gotta start like posting these lists so that we're not just saying them out loud. It's getting unwieldy, wouldn't you say?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a lot we're easier. There were only like five or six. Of them. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe we we've like done 30? thirteen of these things already? I can't. I cannot. It's been thirteen weeks of bliss. Yeah, this is this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, right, are you- I'm
0: excited to talk about the story too. I'm also interested to see where you rank it. 'Cause the night surfs have done mm-hmm. well. Yes. Right in our
1: in our ranking so far. Oh man, um, are you talking about maybe an upset for a night surf? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe you
0: are. Maybe you are. I don't know if I'm saying that. I don't know if I'm <laughs> saying that. But uh-huh. uh yeah. Um speaking of coughing, I gotta go cough. So let's take a break and we'll see on the Patreon to talk about the short story. All right. If you're not subscribed yet, you can sign up $5 a month, get access to this episode, all the other 12 we've done already, plus some additional bonus content. That's KingMePod. Was it?
1: Patreon.com slash KingMePod. Yes. Link in the notes. We'll be right back.